others out there. The Second Level with Aton Shander, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio now presents The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three-pointer. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everyone, to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. I'm your host. Night two. The Fix with Ryan Rothstein is every Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Last night was the debut show. And listen, if you happen to miss any of last night's show, every single hour of every show of The Fix with Ryan Rothstein will be available on podcast form. Apple, Spotify, wherever you may get your podcasts. The Fix got you covered. But it's a Tuesday and Monday night. Like I said, the debut of The Fix right here, live in studio. South Jersey, what up? I'm back. And you can call into the show, call into the studio. This is live for you. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. Busy show for you here tonight. We still have a lot of NFL Week 1 to get into. 11 o'clock, I'm going to do NFL Week 1 betting by the numbers. A lot of interesting stuff there. And we covered a ton of NFL Week 1 last night. Led off the show talking Eagles, the atrocious loss to the Washington football team. And John McMullen will join the show as he will join me every single night right here on The Fix at 10.30 p.m. That's the Eagles NFL segment for you, South Jersey. So stay tuned for that. Don't be sure to miss it. But tonight, guess what? There is no days off. Hashtag no days off. Right now in the sports world, you got to love it. I mean, we went from zero to 100 real quick. We had months of absolutely nothing. We were watching Korean baseball. We were, we were you know, listen, I, I was setting odds for kids' wiffle ball games in Ventnor in backyards because we had no sports. Did pretty well, by the way. But now, NFL Week 1's underway. NBA playoffs is in full effect Miami and Boston, it's a final. Miami won. Miami takes game one of the Eastern Conference Finals to take the 1-0 lead. Little nugget here, not the Denver Nuggets, little nugget for the Eastern Conference Finals. This is the first time in NBA history that the one or two seed is not in the Eastern Conference Finals. Pretty crazy. I mean, it's been a crazy year. The seeds don't really mean as much because... That stoppage was serious. Okay, that was a long stoppage. They resumed things down in a bubble in Orlando. Somewhat of a finish to the regular season, if you want to call it that. Pretty unique. It was more of like a preseason getting ready for the playoffs. But Boston, the number three seed, and Miami, the number five seed. And I don't know what 
the odds makers have been watching because the Miami Heat were underdogs going into tonight. And listen, I understand the Boston Celtics have played some really good basketball. Marcus Smart coming out of nowhere. What the heck? Marcus Steph Curry Smart. The dude's just been balling out, so you got to give him credit. And that's just added scoring, added wing depth to an already dangerous lineup in Boston. Boston was favored by one and a half points. The total for that game was set at 208 and a half. And I like the under, the over hit. The game went into overtime. It was a great game. Jimmy Butler, 20 points. He's been averaging 19.8 points per game in the postseason, so right on his average there. How about Goran Grodzic? Grodzic. I mean, he's been absolutely balling out. He's been averaging 21.1 points per game in the postseason. He dropped 29 tonight, 11 of 19 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, a perfect 4 of 4 from the charity strike. Seven rebounds, four assists, only one turnover. That's a stat line that Sixers fans would love Ben Simmons to have. Ooh, awkward. But the Miami Heat have been playing well. They have been my pick to come out of the Eastern Conference before the postseason began, and that's looking good. I said it last night. I'll say it again. I'm going to toot my own horn a lot on this show. (laughs) And I'll let you know when I'm wrong, and that's going to be a lot too, so don't worry. But the Heat are the real deal as they take the 1-0 lead, winning tonight 117-114 behind Grodzic, 29 points. Jimmy Butler chipping in 20. Crowder with 22. Bam! Adebayo with 18 points. Six rebounds, nine assists, a couple blocks of steal. Miami is deep. Jimmy Butler has the perfect roster around him. Duncan Robinson, the D3 baller, has turned into one of the best perimeter shooters in the NBA. Kelly Olynyk coming off the bench. Oh, yeah, Andre Iguodala. Listen, he's not, he hasn't been providing a whole lot, but all of a sudden you, you find yourself in an NBA Finals series. And having a former NBA Finals MVP on the roster is not the worst thing in the world. Tyler Harrow chipping in 12 points tonight. They are deep. They can shoot. They get up and down the floor. And so can Boston. But I I just think the Miami firepower is a little bit too much. And it was a great game tonight. And I think it's going to be a long series between Miami and Boston. Miami takes game one tonight. And we'll see how this series plays out. But I tweeted out before the show, before Miami and Boston tipped off my picks for the NBA tonight. I liked Miami plus one and a half. I also liked the under. That's been the trend That didn't happen. It was a little bit more high-scoring, a little bit more high-paced than I expected. But I'll have more details on that game. And guess what? One of the beautiful parts of this show, The Fix with Ryan, every single weeknight, Monday to Friday, 10 to 1, is I'm going to have live in-game updates, odds, in real time, real action. We have a Game 7, the two best words in sports. Got to love that cliche. The Clippers are up by five right now against the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, somehow, they found themselves in a massive hole. You you were watching this series as the Clippers had a 3-1 lead saying, okay, the Clippers are going to be able to get some rest as they gear up for the Western Conference Finals. Not so fast, my friend. 
Denver in game six was down by 17 points, and then all of a sudden they were up by 11 in the fourth quarter against the Clippers, and the Clippers have a ton of pressure on them. They're building a billion-dollar new arena. Kawhi leaves Serrano after hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy after the historic run that he took that Toronto team on last year. He goes out west to L.A. Paul George joins them. They're deep. Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley, Lou Williams, the sixth man of the year in Montrez Harrell. Clippers are up five, second uh, second quarter, seven minutes to play, 39-34. And Denver, depending on where you were looking, Denver was a a seven-and-a-half-point dog. My pick for this game prior to the start of this game was Denver plus seven-and-a-half. It's game seven. It's game seven. It's going to be a knock-em-out, drag-em-out, 12-round heavyweight battle. How many cliches can Ryan fit into the first segment? The over-under was four-and-a-half, and and I hit the over. (laughs) The total in this this Denver-LA game was also 208-and-a-half. Love the under. Every single game so far in this series, the under has hit. Game seven, like I said, I expect an ugly an ugly game, especially in the second half. I think the game's really going to slow down. So I'll keep you updated there as Paul George just lays it in to take a 41-34 seven-point lead right around the spread, middle of the second quarter. The Philadelphia Phillies were in action tonight. Jake Arrieta on the bump on the hill, and all of a sudden, he he was pitching well. Arietta, man, frustrating him and Al Horford. Those are the brutal contracts in Philadelphia sports right now, and Arietta gives the Phillies five and a third, gets a, gives up eight hits, but that's kind of what he does, like even at his best. This is what his stat line is going to look like. Five, six innings, six to ten hits, Gave up eight hits tonight, but he only gave up one earned run, only walked one batter, and he had four Ks. But all of a sudden, he... um, Let me pull up who he hit, because I have so much in front of me right here. He beamed someone in the sixth inning. Yeah, he hit... uh, Jimenez with the pitch, then immediately grabbed his right leg. He quickly left the field with an athletic trainer. Arietta and the Phillies were leading the New York Mets at the time 4-1. to one. So, of course, right? That's just And it's a final for the Phillies, by the way. They ended up winning that game 4-1. They moved to 24-23 and 23 on the season. And the Phillies heading into tonight had an 84.2% chance of making the postseason. That was according to ESPN. A series win against the Mets will all but seal that postseason ticket, punch that postseason ticket for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's a big series. The, the Phillies need to figure out a way to get three, at least two. But after a a crazy NFL Week 1, and we're going to dive more into the NFL Week 1, it's Tuesday, and we have a Game 7 in the NBA. We have a Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals. We have the Phillies going for a playoff push. We still have a ton of baseball action in session right now, live while I'm on the air. And we have a lot more to preview for tomorrow and the rest of the week. This is The Fix with Ryan. Stay tuned. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, no, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. 
I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiri or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The Second Level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. This is Joe Krause with this week's Financial Minute. One of the most important decisions you'll need to make when buying a home is choosing the length of your loan. Many banks and credit unions offer terms ranging from 10 to 30 years, with 15 and 30 being the most widely offered. Each of these options comes with its own set of pros and cons. Financial advisors agree that a 15-year mortgage is the best choice for those looking to maximize their savings over time by paying off the home and building equity faster. But since monthly payments on a shorter loan are higher, it can be more difficult to budget for them. On the other hand, a 30-year mortgage offers the convenience of lower monthly payments, which can help you if you're building your savings for emergencies and retirement while making payments. Need help finding the right mortgage option for you? Visit pfcu.com for more information. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the Sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You're home with a better network.
right, welcome back, everyone, to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. How you doing? Clippers lead the Denver Nuggets in a Game 7 battle. Two minutes left in the first half in the second quarter. 54-46. Clippers hold an eight-point lead. And, of course, what's the spread, people? Seven and a half. (laughs) Seven and a half. So... No matter what side you have, it's right there. 54-46, if my math is correct, carry the one. That's exactly 100. Total for this game was set at 208.5. It's going to come down to the last possession. Book it. That's why I really like Denver with the points tonight, but we'll see what happens. Clippers obviously have a lot of firepower. Kawhi Leonard is just a ticking time bomb. That dude can go off and get points in bunches real quick for you uh, at any moment. Monday to Friday, right here, keep it locked in, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., live in-game analysis, live in-game odds, updates, recaps, Eagles news and notes, recaps, previews with the best Eagles insider in the business, John McMullen, every single night right here at 10.30. And... If that's not enough John McMullen for you, he has his own show extending the play right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio every Saturday from 10 to 11. That's every Saturday from 10 to 11. And I got you covered at night, Monday to Friday. My boy Aton Shander has you covered in middays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Aton and I both back in South Jersey, John McMullen, Back in South Jersey. On Saturdays after John McMullen, you can listen to my guys from Branded Sports. They have their Branded Sports radio show from 11 a.m. to noon every single Saturday. And my guy, my guy, Rich Quinones, Rich Q, you can catch him on Back Your Play every Tuesday right here from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Jamal Murray just knocks down a bucket in the lane to all of a sudden make it a two-point game. I I bring us back from break. I look away from the game, and now five seconds left here. Kawhi pulls up for three. Brick. Lou Williams from the corner. Miss. And at halftime now, the Clippers lead 56-54. Told you. It's going to be a barn burner. Nuggets going a little run there with the uh, last minute or so in the first half to make it a two-point game. I'm going to keep you updated throughout the entire show with that game seven. Earlier in the night, as I mentioned in the first segment, Miami takes game one against Boston. Miami, one-and-a-half-point underdogs almost everywhere you looked. They win outright in overtime. Jimmy Butler drops 20. Dragic drops 29. Scoring from all over for Miami, how it's been all postseason. They have just been bulldozing their opponents. And that's not going to be the case in this series, but it's <laughs> it's going to be really tough for Boston to find a way to beat them four out of seven times, especially after dropping the first game tonight. The Phillies find a way to get a win 4-1 against the New York Mets as here we are, September 15th, and it's baseball season air quotes normally um, but just a crazy shortened 60 game season as we all know 
in Major League Baseball, and the Phillies are gearing up now for uh, for the postseason. 84% chance before tonight for the Phillies per ESPN to make the playoffs. They figure out a way to at least take two or three, ideally sweep. They're going to punch their ticket for the postseason. And they sort of already have, but this is an important series. Jake Arrieta beams Jimenez on the Mets, comes up holding his leg. He exits the game in the top of the sixth inning, so I'll keep you updated there if I hear anything. Not the best news for the Phillies. Not that Arietta has been anything special. It's another topic for another day. But pitched well tonight. Five and a third. Gave up eight hits, but only allowed one earned run. One walk, four Ks. An interesting prop bet in the Miami-Boston game that I liked was Jimmy Butler to score 20 points and the Heat win, plus 240. I mentioned earlier, Jimmy Butler's been averaging 19.8 points per game in the playoffs. Let's just call it 20, and he gets exactly that tonight, 20. I put that out there on Twitter as well, at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E on Twitter. Jimmy Butler to score 20 points, and the Heat win outright, plus 240. Those are the bets that I think you can find value. If you do your research, like I I do my research for all sports, but I'll tell you right now, I would say the NBA and the NFL are my two best. I can confidently say that. I'll put my NBA knowledge up against anyone's. And I I said it all day that Miami was going to win this game, and they did that. So if you have that type of confidence level, regardless of the sport, like I I, I go into those props. I go into those alternate options, regardless of the app you use, or even in person you can do those those type of bets. I, I think those bets can win you some money if you do some research. If you're going to bet like the Miami Heat money line, or even the spread at one and a half, why not do that? Why not throw in Jimmy Butler to score 20, which is what he's been doing every single postseason game over the past month? So those are the things that I'm going to try and bring to the table for you, for the uh, degenerates out there just like myself. I think those bets are uh, really interesting. The winning margin bets, like in this Game 7 Clippers-Nuggets matchup, the Clippers to win by 1 to 10 points were uh, plus 170 odds. You know what their odds were on the money line? Minus 310. So you say to yourself, okay, it's game seven. The spread's seven and a half. You got to feel pretty good about the Clippers just winning 10 points or less. And then all of a sudden you're getting value at plus 170 instead of minus 310 or laying seven and a half points. I feel like those bets are overlooked way too often. Way too often. I don't know if that's just because people are still signing up, still getting used to the sports gambling. It's growing. Obviously, it's killing it in Atlantic City in our backyard, but there's still, you know. Let me know. Pick up the phone and call 609-601-3290. Live in studio. This is The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. Now some live 
bets for you here in Game 7 if you're interested as we're halftime now and Clippers hold uh, a two-point lead. Now the spread for the game as we're at the half, Clippers are favored by 5.5 points. Started out at 7.5, now it's 5.5. The total is now set at 212. It was originally set at 208.5. Money line for the Nuggets, plus 205. And for the Clippers, minus 275, as I just mentioned a minute a minute ago, for the Clippers before the game, minus 310. So minus 275 now, minus 5.5 now. It's a close game. I'd take the Nuggets plus 5.5 right now, down by 2. Absolutely. You get, you, get the, you get a feel for the game. You say, okay, Denver showed up. I'm aware Kawhi can go off at any minute, but I think right now after watching 24 minutes of this game, you have to feel good that the Nuggets can can stay in this at the very least and cover that five-and-a-half-point spread. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This is The Fix with Ryan Rothstein on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. I'm going to take a quick break on the other side. John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. Every night, same time, right here. We're going to talk more Eagles news and notes. We're going to talk more Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, Deshaun Jackson. Zach Ertz, remember him? Where was he on Sunday? Eagles defense gave up 27 straight points. There's so many storylines to get to. So John McMullen joins me next right here on The Fix, AM 1490. The second level. For the fake news, the third story, which is Jake Asman schooling you yes. on a tweet I sent over the weekend. This is the result of that said tweet. Okay, I got to talk to the guy after you who tweeted out that a new name was going to be announced in 15 minutes. Did you see that Yeah, tweet? so I think Aton was making the joke, basically being like, oh, we have a bad PR story. Well, let's announce a new name so no one's Thank talking you. about Darius. Well, that was a bad joke. It went over my head. Yeah, he fooled you. See, I'm on Aton's level there. He was doing a little, like, joking troll, being like, oh, watch them put out their name now. No one will talk about Darius. Guys, we'll be talking about their new name. That was awesome and thank you jake asman look at that guy standing up for me and he said even i'm on his level jake asman is on the second level i was trying to bring you up there with that joke on friday i can't believe of all people you took it literally the second level with aton shander weekdays from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the internet, calling law firms, and trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to mylawyertree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's mylawyertree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE and let them do the work for you. It's free, quick, and easy. My Lawyer Tree, when you need a good lawyer, now. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute, presented by Russell Roofing and Exteriors. 
Potential upcoming storms may leave you and your family with unexpected okay. roof damage or property damage. Russell Roofing is here with emergency services and wants you to consider these suggestions. Things you can yeah, do man. from the ground. How are you? Look for cracked, damaged, or missing shingles, moss, loose nails, and uneven or indented shingles. Inspect your gutters and downspouts for dents and an accumulation of roof granules. And when you have a question, call Russell Roofing at 215-887-7800 for answers. Inside your home, take notice to water spots on the ceilings. In your attic, look for water damage in particular rings around the nails on the ceiling and feel to make sure there is airflow. And most important, don't delay. Go to RussellRoofing.com. Two S's, two L's. That's RussellRoofing.com. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute. I'll see you at home. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sports book. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You're home with a better network. The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Welcome back, everyone. 10.30, and you know what that means. Last night was the debut show, but I think more importantly, it wasn't the debut show. It was the debut football fix segment. South Jersey, your favorite football segment is back on the airwaves right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. With the man, the myth, my good friend, John McMullen. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. He writes for Sports Illustrated at SI.com and PhillyVoice.com. And he has his own show right here on AM 1490 every single Saturday 
10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Johnny Mac, how we doing? Doing well. Excited to be back. Day two. Good stuff. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. And, um, you know, I listened back, of course, to our conversation last night, and there was so much to get into, and there still is so much to get into um, for this Eagles team following that that loss to the Washington football team. Early lead, 27 straight points by Washington, eight sacks given up. Most Carson Wentz has taken in his career. Um, and, And you and I talked about that yesterday. So what's the lead story now as we're two days after the Eagles fall to that Washington football team? What's what's on your mind with all this? Well, I think we're still looking back. I mean, you know, if you're the team, if you're the Eagles, you want to turn that page as quickly as possible. And I think they have in that building. But uh, from a logical standpoint, from the fan base standpoint, I think people are still looking back before they start looking forward to the Los Angeles Rams in week two. And I, I think understandably so. So today was coordinator day it's a little bit different uh this year because there is no offensive coordinator so we got jim schwartz we got dave fit uh the special teams coordinator we got to talk to them and i thought i I thought it was interesting from jim's perspective because you know statistically that defense played very well um 239 yards and, and and biggest play they gave up was 21 yards but the one thing the the group as a whole was upset with, and obviously that starts with Jim and Rodney McLeod spoke today as well, was the lack of success in the red zone. Because typically, you know, the Eagles have been good at that. They prided themselves on even when they gave up significant plays, uh, significant yardage, maybe were gashed, they would stiffen up inside the 20. It was kind of the opposite. Uh, against the Washington football team. They didn't give up much between the 20s, but the turnovers hurt them. And, again, no drive went more than 48 yards, but they weren't effective uh, in the red zone. And maybe if you hold out Washington to a field goal on on one of those instances, you can change the narrative of the game. So I I think – when we look back and, and the defense was the strength of that game, but that's what they were disappointed in. Isn't that just the best of the worst? Like, like when you talk about, and I'm not um, like belittling your comments, like regarding the defense, I, I know they played well uh, at times in, during that game on Sunday, but that, that's a bad team, and I said this yesterday as well, last night on the show. Like, don't get it twisted, people. That that's a bad Washington that's a first football place team, team, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because that's the NFC East in September. But but you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the NFC East again. Actually, I, I don't think it's going to be a good division. I, I really don't. No. Uh, and I still think it's going to be Eagles Cowboys, and they both lost in Week One. And I think we're going to be talking about this in, in week 17, and we're going to be talking about 9-7, and 10-6, and six, one of the two trying to make the playoffs. And you have that extra playoff spot, so who knows? You, you know, maybe um, a 9-17 and 17 can get in as well. But, look, you're right. I mean, Washington's not very good. 
and and and, and the Giants aren't going to be very good. Um, and we're going to be talking about Eagles Cowboys. It'll probably come down to the two matchups between them. And I think when all of these teams get outside the division, at least against good teams, they're not going to have a ton of success. It's a bad division. It remains a bad division. John McMullen, follow him on Twitter, at JF McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, and he will join me every single night right here on The Fix, 10.30, Monday to Friday, and you can listen to him every Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. John What's the bigger concern for you? How Doug Peterson called, and we touched on this last night, but how Doug Peterson called the game or how Carson Wentz played in the game because everyone's talking about when is Carson going to learn to throw a ball, throw the ball away? Will he ever? When is Doug going to learn how to you know, manage his offense with the play calling, situational football? So what was the bigger story or bigger concern for you there? Well, I think it's always, uh, you know, talent is more important than coaching. I mean, you can overcome a lot of things if you have talented players. Uh, so I think always how the players perform is is a bigger deal uh, than the coaching aspect. I kind of always default to that mindset. So I do look at Carson. I, I do look at the stubbornness. And I, I started thinking back, and this is what I'm going to write about in, in Philly Voice for Thursday. Yeah, you know, if you go back to Frank Reich and John DiFilippo, I mean, early in Carson's career, that was what would frustrate him, his stubbornness. And not not only from a standpoint of, of, as you mentioned, not throwing the ball away when you should, sort of living to play another down, not understanding the situation, punting the football is not always the worst thing in the world those types of things, but also you, you talk about the injury history and the fact that they were always trying, hey, you got to be out there, and, and, you know, if you take that kind of beating you just took, you're not going to be out there. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. So you can blame it on the offensive line, but there are, you know, you look at some of the veteran quarterbacks in this league. They, the guys are over 40 the Tom Brady's of the world, the Drew Breeses of the world. Uh, Philip Rivers uh, uh, is getting up there as well. You know, they're always out there because they get rid of football uh, and, and they protect themselves. And, I, look, I mean, part of Carson strengths as a player is obviously, plug for my show, extending the play, but um, it, you also, that's a fine line, and we, we we seemingly have talked about this for four-plus years. Now we're in the fifth year, and, and people are starting to bang their head against the wall. And even Doug himself uh, on Monday said it sounds like a broken record. Well, it sounds like a broken record because it is a broken record. And yeah. at, at some point, that's what I mentioned yesterday on the show, you kind of have to default like, this guy is stubborn. Frank Reich was right. John D. Filippo was right. And he's still stubborn. So that's what you got. Yeah. It's, sometimes that's good, by the way. Well, yeah, sometimes it's good. But right now for the Eagles, it's, you know, a quote from Carson Wentz after the game. I've got to be better. I know that. I've got to clean up the interception. He sounds he sounds like Andy Reid. Not that I'm knocking Andy Reid, but we all got sick and tired 
maybe not you, John, but just the general fan base got sick and tired of Andy Reid. I got to do a better job. And Carson Wentz now seems to be approaching that. Yeah, and and everybody. uh, I mean, a lot of coaches have defaulted to that Andy Reid method now and and just sort of used that as a crutch. And so, you know, part of it is coach speak, and you have to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with players. I, I'm, I'm, that's my point. And uh, what I give Doug uh, credit for acknowledging is that it does come across as a broken record because you've heard it so many times and so many times and so many times. But from his standpoint and from Press Taylor's standpoint, I mean, that's all they can do. You can preach to the guy and say, okay, come on, you know. For a lot of reasons, as I said, health being one of them, uh, game management being another one of them. I, I mentioned Dan Orlovsky. And yes, I mean, when Dan is, is criticizing Carson, you know it's pretty bad, and that's what happens on on that's what happened on Sunday from a game management perspective. It was bad, and it was not what should happen from a fifth-year star quarterback. You know, if that happens as a rookie, you kind of say, okay, you, you get over it. Nobody likes to lose, especially to a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. But you can kind of write it off and say, well, he'll learn from it. This is year five. Is he going to learn from it? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, and, and to me, the optimism, and there's plenty of optimism. People should be optimistic, as I said. It's going to be a two-horse race. Eagles are still in position. You know, we're week one. I mean, there's no concern that they're not going to be in a position to win this division. But I do think all the optimism comes from – you know, Lane Johnson has said he's going to be back this week. And most likely, Miles Sanders is going to be back this week. So all of a sudden you say, well, that's talent. That's significant talent back on the football field. So they're going to be better. Because Lane's a heck of a lot better than Jack Driscoll. And Miles is a heck of a lot better than Boston Scott. So right there, that's going to clear up a lot of issues. But guess what? Carson's still going to be stubborn. So you're going to still have those highs, and you're going to still have those lows. <laughs> Great. And we're in for a long season if that's the case, if that doesn't get cleaned up uh, by Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. So you mentioned Lane, jo- uh, Lane Johnson should be back. That's going to be a massive sigh of relief. Uh, and Miles Sanders, the self-proclaimed MVP of the NFL this year should be back. So what does that do for the offense? What does that do for Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz? Well, I, I mean, just play it, calling wise, everything. Look, you know, Lane has missed uh, a, a, a little bit of time over the years, whether it's suspensions or injuries. Um, and generally this team doesn't play very well when he's not there. And they play very well when he is there. I mean, he is probably the best right tackle in football. So you go from a rookie just trying to get through his first start to, as I said, the best right tackle in football. That's that's a significant upgrade. And then you saw 
how poor the running backs played as a whole. There's no depth at that position. Uh, and even if Miles struggles from a standpoint, I mean, anybody can have a bad game running football. You saw Saquon Barkley yesterday. I mean, it happens. But um, the pass protection, I, you know, Miles isn't, I, I don't want to overstate it. He's not Emmett Smith in his prime, but, you know, he is willing and he does seem to understand uh, what he's supposed to do, so that'll help as well. Uh, and and therefore, you know, Carson's going to be elevated a little bit. But typically, you know, the quarterback is supposed to be elevating the other guy, and whether that means speeding up his release to help his young offensive lineman, whether that means uh, getting – Boston Scott involved in the offense with maybe some easy receptions. Now we're talking about star players elevating the quarterback. I'm not sure that's where we want to be, to be honest. No, that's that's not a good position for any team in the NFL uh, to be in. So, John, one of the points that I've been making, especially after Sunday and especially after the Thursday night game, you look at the teams that have had success in week one, and I'm going to bring up the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to bring up the Kansas City Chiefs, and those are the two best teams in the league, arguably, if not the the upper echelon for sure. I mean, definitely the Chiefs, one, if not two. But my point is they have consistency. They don't have a new head coach. They have a franchise quarterback who understands the offense and understands the identity of the offense and the plays and the play calling. And what I'm getting at is the Eagles struggled all last season, inconsistent at best until those final four games against bad opponents. But the offense looked different because it had to look different. Now you fast forward, there was really no offseason, no preseason. So in my mind, if I'm the head coach, I'm saying, okay, due to all of these circumstances, I'm going to keep it identical to those recipe for success in those last four games of last season. Do you understand what I'm saying? How much did they get away from what they were doing in those four games from the prior season? Well, I, I, I think I, I think you're saying, you know, keep it simple, yeah. which I don't necessarily uh, disagree with. And, and generally, really, you can go all the way back to the spikes with Nick Foles and they would scale back the offense then as well. Uh, and it seems to be uh, when the Eagles have their most success, when they simplify things. So I, I think it's fair to say, why don't they always simplify things? Uh, but then you have that other vocal group that says, you know, that wants all the bells and whistles, that wants the jet motion, and they want Sean McVay, and they want constant uh and they want the trick plays, and they want Greg Ward throwing the football, and they want Jordan Pilata playing fullback. So I, I think you got to have a happy medium somewhere in between there. Uh, but uh, against Washington, I, I mean, I, I think they just got it. And I don't know if it was Doug or, or, or Carson, probably a combination of both, but um, they just got obsessed with, the big play and showing off the new speed and the deep shots that Jalen Rager and one work. And, um, you know, we, we got to talk to Jalen today as well. And they had that second shot that should have worked. And, and Jalen, uh, 
took responsibility for that, said he slowed down on the route, and it was a good throw from Carson. So maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I I, I looked at it on the film. It, it could have went either way, but uh, Jalen says he slowed down, so I'll take him at his word, and hopefully he learns from that as a young player, as a rookie player. And then Deshaun as well was deep once, and he missed him. So I don't know. To me, they got two... Um, home run happy, which I mentioned earlier in the week as well. And yeah. and I don't think you needed that against this particular team. Against a better offense. And who knows, the Rams aren't what they once were when they were going to the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they've taken a big step back offensively, but they're certainly more confident than Washington. So maybe you'll need more offense. Maybe you'll need more big plays, and maybe this will be uh, a better environment to go in that direction. I certainly don't think that was the good way to go against Washington, though. So some uh, news and notes surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles as we talk to John McMullen from Extending the Play right here on 1490 AM Sports Betting Radio, Sports Illustrated, and phillyvoice.com. Vinny Curry, Craig James, both on the IR, there's a couple promotions from practice squad, and there's a rumor to go after one Allen Robinson. Talk about all that. Yeah, well, you know, Allen's a, a really good receiver, uh, a, a really good route runner. I think he's one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL as a whole. Just a, a, a great player, and I think uh, the Eagles and just about any team in this league would be lucky to have him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see the Eagles in a position. Howie, how uh, when he talked at the cutdown, was, was pretty honest with us, and he said because of the issues um, next year under the salary cap, which has only been amplified by COVID-19 and that's effect on the league's economy, uh, they're not in the position to make splashy moves at, at this stage, and that's why there's no Jadavian Clowney. Uh, and but you know, people don't hear that, and anytime they see a big name, I'm sure you're going to get the Odell Beckham stuff as well. Now, yeah, yep. Um, the Eagles aren't in a position to do that. Um, and I, I, you know, where where are you going to fit? Who's who are you taking away? Um, are you just giving up on Deshaun Jackson? Um, you know, people can say I've already seen trade all Sean Jeffrey and second round pick for Allen Robinson. I, I, you know, why would the Chicago Bears want to do that? I, I, you know, you have to think about the other side as well. Um, so, you know, they don't want to hurt guy who can't run anymore. Uh, they don't want your trash. Uh, so, uh, it's not going to happen. But uh, it, people enjoy talking about the big names. The Eagles are in a different phase. I I often talked about roster building, and now they're paying the quarterback a lot of money. So now you can't just grab every single big name. You, you have to be more prudent about it. And how do you do that? you got to hit on draft picks. Jalen Rager is the guy you got to focus on. And I think we saw some good things. He's certainly explosive. So forget about Allen Robinson. Forget about OBJ. Let's get Jalen Rager going in the right direction. That's the goal. Well, Jalen Rager, um, 
I believe I saw, John, I don't have it in front of me, played the second most snaps for the Eagles on Sunday. Both. I mean, Both. the most. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I mean, he was on the field the entire day for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we talk about overthinking it. Uh, it, it, it feels like, and I don't know what is up with Deshaun Jackson, but it feels like, um, as you mentioned, John, I'm stealing this from you, the Eagles were just kind of trying to steal one uh, and save some some game tape, and it backfired. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think they were a little arrogant in this whole, and, and we'll see. I mean, from what I've heard and from what I saw as well, yeah, Miles, to me, if that game's against the Dallas Cowboys, my assumption is Miles Sanders would have played. So I, I think they were being extra cautious with him as well, thinking, yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, we, can, we, we, we can get through this. Um, but on the other hand, you know, Jalen was banged up, and they played him uh, as a rookie player. But certainly, you know, Deshaun uh, – talked to us last week and he admitted he said in his press conference with us that the Eagles want to uh, manage his reps and and how much he plays with the eye on January football and I mm. I wrote about that and said you know that's kind of arrogant to think you're going to get in January maybe if you're 6-2 and two, then yeah. you can start talking about managing reps <laughs> but if you need him out there to win football games, he's got to be out there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, and, to see, and, John. And we're, we we got to run, brother. So I appreciate it. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMahon. All right, thanks, Ryan. Yep. The second level. For the fake news, the third story, which is Jake Asman schooling you yes. on a tweet I sent over the weekend. This is the result of that said tweet. I got to talk to the guy after you who tweeted out that a new name was going to be announced in 15 minutes. Did you see that Yeah, tweet? so I think Aton was making the joke basically being like, oh, we have a bad PR story. Well, let's announce a new name so no one's Thank talking you. about Darius Well, that Geist. was a bad joke. It went over my head. Yeah, he fooled you. See, I'm on Aton's level there. He was doing a little, like, joking troll being like, oh, watch them put out their name now. No one will talk about Darius Guys, We'll be talking about their new name. That was awesome. And thank you, Jake Asman. Look at that guy standing up for me, and he said even I'm on his level. Jake Asman is on the second level. I was trying to bring you up there with that joke on Friday. I can't believe, of all people, you took it literally. The second level with Aton Sander, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Delval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muellbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muellbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. My name is Frank Halber, and I serve as president of Ask Me Local 1637. Every day, countless lives are devastated in our country at the hands of the opioid epidemic. 
whether sparked by a pain-related work injury or other issues, many of those afflicted are family members, friends, and co-workers. It may even be you in desperate need of help. No one is immune to the effects of this terrible epidemic. If you or someone you know or love is suffering from addiction to opioids or other substances, don't wait another day to reach out to someone and seek help. I have personally felt the pain that this epidemic inflicts, and I beg of you to tell a friend, a family member, or a professional now and get the support you need like your life depends on it, because it does. Remember, it's not where you start the race that counts, it's that you finish that matters the most. My name is Frank Halber of Ask Me Local 1637. I'm a labor leader and organized labor cares. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from a clean... You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com. 